Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. On KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. And hello, Southern California. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm having a great time today, I'll tell you. I'm still asleep. <laughs> it's morning yet. Wake me when it's over. We're doing a show today called The Temple of God. We're going to talk about the human body as transmitter, receiver, and vehicle for the soul, which is the current local expression of the God force. We're also going to talk about how people treat their bodies. And how people can abuse their bodies, create disease and health problems, or addictive behavior, and open themselves up to entity interference. So today is an interesting show to try to learn how to treat your body more like a temple of God or a church of God. If you want to know where church is or where you should go if you want to go to church, you should, you know, look in the mirror. <laughs> there you are. We put a cross or a star of David on your forehead, right? No, don't do that. Look too much like Charlie Manson. You know, I am having a major transit. I want you to know that I can feel Jupiter at 16 Taurus. And my moon 17 Scorpio is going through an exact opposition. I've already got enough oppositions in my chart as it is to go through a Jupiter moon opposition. Boy, I'm very, very emotional and, and shocking things have been happening in my life lately. You know, just weird, unexpected things where I try not to panic or anything like that. But uh, so far, I feel okay. But anyway, I want to talk about this topic, the Temple of God. Yeah, this planet that we live on, Earth, is a very interesting place as far as where we can manifest things, create things. We, as the God particles that that exist in this dimension. We can create all kinds of things. We can create happiness. We can create love. We can create union and family and organization. Or we can also create turmoil and trauma and crisis and uh, interference and disease. See, it's, it's very easy for us to be swayed to the positive or negative. We surround ourselves with all kinds of influences that we are not aware of. Because, see, we live in a fabric in the entire universe, and we are part and parcel to that fabric. It depends on where our location is in this fabric as far as how much comfort we will have. Like if you happen to live in the earth dimension in a city with people you work with and you live with and you are related to that are pleasant, positive, caring, comforting, confident, optimistic people, then you're in one of the more positive sides of the God fabric. But a lot of us don't live in that space. A lot of us will put ourselves in negative households with drug addicts or alcoholics. A lot of us may be also addicted to drugs or alcohol or cigarettes or pot or cocaine. You know, a lot of us may also be in bad neighborhoods or be in situations where we don't manifest proper relations with parents and family and friends. So it depends where you are in the fabric as far as what your current situation is. But one thing you have to remember is that the body is literally like a car. It's like a vehicle. And we as God particles enter this vehicle every morning when we awaken and we do our thing during the waking day, and then at night we leave the vehicle and it charges. And we are connected to this vehicle by a cord, a silver cord, that connects the soul, a major part of the soul, with the conscious or the physical body, the conscious mind. So the body is like a television antenna and a television. See, when you watch television, you're under the illusion that you're looking at this box and something is there inside of the box. But what you're really looking at is a signal that is being received by the box 
and then through all the tubes and such in the television, it's being presented to you as a picture. And we're very much like that, too. We are also just a transmitter. But what do you do? Would you throw slop on your television set, or would you burn it, or would you blow smoke into the tubes? Would you maybe dump alcohol on it every day? I mean, how, how long would your TV set last if you did that sort of thing? But see, people do that. And, you know, the purpose of this show is not to put down anyone who smokes, drinks, uses drugs, or is addicted to salt, sugar, meat, or whatever. No way. If you're into that process, that's the way it is. A lot of people have to go through a process using drugs, using alcohol, smoking, or whatever, and I totally understand that. You know, I totally understand exactly what you go through because I've been through it. So I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do in their lives. I am trying to explain my concept of the body as temple of God and some of the influences we subject the body to depending on our personal behavioral choices. So please don't tune out because you feel like I'm trying to tell you to stop smoking or drinking. No, no, you can do that. I just want to explain to you why you do that, what makes us do that sort of thing. So in my opinion, the way we should look at this human body, and whether you're tall or short or fat or skinny or all blemished out or black or blue or red or orange or yellow, no matter what you are, you've got to understand one thing, that we are dealing with the now. So it is important not to look to the future as the way you want to be or look to the past one time when you thought you looked better, but understand that you are in the now, you are the God particle in the now, and no matter what state your body's in, whether it's sick or healthy or whatever, it is you. So it's important to love without reservation and respect this temple of God the way it is. Some of us are a little rounder, some of us are a little narrower, but there's no reason for us to feel guilty or insecure about that. You know, And all around us people will say, well, I think you should be this, you should lose 40 pounds, you should gain 20 pounds, you should cut your hair, comb your hair, shave your hair, get a hairpiece, get a face job, get a boob job, get a butt job. You know, it's all these people trying to tell you what to do, but this is still your temple, this is still your church. This is still where the sanctified, where the sacred soul resides while it's here on earth in this life cycle. So it is important to have unconditional respect and love for your body, no matter what state other people may tell you it is in. At the same time, see, we are conditioned in society by movies, by our peers, by our friends, by what we see in relatives, by what we read in books, and by what is made available to us as consumers. See, we are conditioned to think that drinking the beer, taking the drink, smoking the cigarette, right, taking the drugs, snorting the cocaine, smoking the pot, eating the cookies, eating the sugar, and eating the salt, eating the beef, eating the ham and the pork, and all this stuff is part of life. It's like, hey, let's party. Have a ham sandwich, get stoned. And the thing is, is that at the same time, we lose track of the logic that this still is the church. I think it's ludicrous that they build churches all over the planet when I think a guy like Jesus Christ was trying to communicate that people are really God and the body houses that God force. So if you want to go to church, well, look in the mirror. You're there. <laughs> you know, we're here. You know, they're there. But the thing is, is that people think they need to go outside of their own selves to search God or to worship God or to pray or to be religious. And this, this is an illusion, I think, that hurts us. Because then we feel if we're out of church or away from church, we're not safe. We're not protected. We're not being religious or spiritual and that we're sort of lost or we're alone. Whereas I like to feel comfortable in my church, in my temple, in my body and respect it as a church of God. Can you imagine the powerful beacon of light that I become, of becoming aware that I myself am a church of God? You know, like, the real church of God would hear that and go, Farley, you're like, Satan is coming down to you. But no, this is my own philosophy of life, and it does work. But at the same time, you look at the way other people treat their bodies with the poisons and with the drugs and alcohol, 
And it makes you wonder, would people go into a church and get stoned or drunk or just possessed? You know, like, here's a guy on 15 cases of beer and six joints and five grams of cocaine running around the church. Wow! You know, it's like the Exorcist rebroadcast here. Why do people do that? Would people take a dog has a temple? A dog has a temple. Their body houses their soul, which is a particle of God. Would you give your dog a couple of shots of whiskey or a shot of heroin in its vein? You know, like, this is something you love. You wouldn't do it to your children. So why do we do it to our bodies? Why do we do it to our transmitters? Well, I'll tell you why. I know why we are subjected to addictive behavior that is self-destructive to and also a negative manifestation that can make us sick and or kill us. And it's a very easy, logical philosophy, and it's really not totally our fault. So that's why it's not really good for you to feel guilty about your personal behavior or choices. You see, I'm going to talk about life and death here. This is a really good topic, I think. I love this kind of topic. When a person dies, this is what happens. I've been through this. I've fainted a few times in my life through what you call a Scorpio anxiety attack. where I was going down the tunnel. No one knew about this. It was a secret death. But at the same time, I, in my visions and meditations, I became aware of the death process. And when you die, you find yourself, first of all, either flying or dumbfounded, depending on what you believe exists at death. Usually you go down this tunnel, and at the end of the tunnel is a beacon of light. Now, let me tell you something. This light does not exist forever. What I figure is that that light will probably be there for a minute or less and offer you the choice to logically fly into it, walk into it, run into it, whatever. That's the Akashic stream. That's where your intuitive mind and the intuitive body lies. And in order for you to go through the normal afterlife reincarnation process, you must go into the light. But a lot of people die in hospitals, in prisons, on the street, in war, through violent death, violent crime, stoned, drunk, overdosed. I mean, already they have the symptoms of being atheists or agnostic that a lot of them, when they do die, they are not ready for this process. So they don't go into the light. And let me tell you something. The choice, the option to go into the light doesn't remain there. Once it's gone, you're trapped here on earth, but you're no longer in the physical. Now, in my theories and my philosophies, I have discovered that there are literally hundreds of millions of discarnate souls of addictive behaviors. These are people that are so much addicted to the material, to the illusion of the material, right? that they don't even believe or they can't relate to the spiritual, so they get cut out of the reincarnation process. They're literally trapped here on earth in a limbo state. Now, we as beings walk around on earth, and not every being, so you walk around, you believe in God? Well, I don't know if I believe you know, Do you worship or pray to God, or you believe in Jesus? There's some five-year-old kid down in North Carolina screaming at everybody to worship Jesus. I don't think Jesus would quite relate to something like that, a five-year-old kid going around screaming God. But, but still... The thing is, is that we don't walk around with the normal, logical foundation of the Spirit to protect us, unaware that these hundreds of millions of discarnate souls, these lost souls that are out there, their only contact to this dimension is through our chakras, because our chakras are the antenna, are the transmitter that leads from beyond Earth to higher realms to the material plane, and they're caught right in the middle. So you know what they do? You find somebody that just died of lung cancer, and he was an alcoholic, and he finds some vulnerable little four or five-year-old kid in a traumatic environment in a childhood growing up with an alcoholic and a drug addict and a cigarette smoker. So the environment is there, and they go ahead. The kid is upset. He's traumatic. He's not thinking about his spirit because he hasn't been trained or protected. And boom, this entity attaches itself to that child's heart chakra and the stomach and the throat chakra, 
and tries to encourage that child to get into drugs and alcohol and smoking early. It's not an accident. Do you know, I used to work with a famous exorcist and a psychometry expert, Dr. Charles Whitehouse, that's very much involved in this entity interference that we have proven works unto ourselves. And we have found that from 8 to 32 entities can attach themselves to your body like black leeches. Now, if you're wondering why it's so difficult for people that smoke two, three packs a day that may have 15 smoking entities attached to their heart, lungs, and throat chakra to stop, I don't think they're sitting there treating their body as a temple and sanctifying their body with truth and love and hope and prayer. What they're doing is they're sucking nick, okay, nicotine and tar and this stuff that just completely kills them. So the entities are like beings that possess us and use our bodies in group, in mass, until we're dead. And that's why a lot of people that would die of AIDS, for example, may come on and encourage somebody else to misuse their body, right, with drugs and alcohol or violent sexual practices that can create an environment for blowing your immunity system out of the water. And this is what happens when you don't respect the body as temple. When you stop respecting the body as temple of God, as church of the soul, that's when it starts breaking down, that's when your life becomes miserable, and the symptoms are addictive behavior. Now, once again, I'm not putting down people that smoke or drink, but I want you to know, I want you to realize my opinion, what the symbolism is here. You may have a couple of visitors attached to your chakras that don't let go, and they keep encouraging you to use the Coke, to smoke the pot, because this is their only way to experience that. They're not into God, and they can't be born, they can't be reincarnated, so they're trapped in limbo, attached to your chakras, and using your body just like a psychic rape. Let's smoke some pot. Yeah, let's get high. Talk about paranoia, right? Well, that's what it's all about. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more here about entity interference and some astrological factors that lead to addictive and possessed behavior because, frankly, you can reach what is called a demonic possession level when there are so many entities attached to your chakras and to your body that is no longer a temple, but it is what you call a soulless husk filled with discarnate entities, and that's when we lose some people to crime and to prisons and to institutions or whatever. And then I'm going to talk about how to protect your body and how to nurture your body as temple of the soul. So this is an outstanding show to have in your library. In this show, we're going to talk about the Pisces and the Neptune factor, which can lead people into drugs and alcohol, the Gemini and the Mercury factor, which can lead people into smoking, and also squares and and oppositions that can create stress, that can also create entity interference, Scorpio factors that hold things in, And you can't really tell a player without the scorecard, so you need a chart to understand these types of shows. This is the Farley Malaris option. (laughs) A new name for the show, the Farley Malaris option. I like that. Welcome to Alien Encounters on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative, the only place on the planet where you can hear extraterrestrial radio weekdays at 12 noon to 1 o'clock and also 12 noon to 2 o'clock, brought to you by your friendly alien, Farley Malaris, and also... This is called the Astrology Hour. Okay. I'm having a good time. you got to have a good time. You know, if you, once you stop having a good time, then all these dark entities start coming. They don't like laughter and happiness and love. You know, they like depression and fear and anxiety and worry. All these people sit there and they huddle around with their little happy families. I get pretty psychic. I can see entities. You know, I walk around in a skid row or whatever. I don't usually hang out down there every day, but I'll go down there. A lot of them are hopeless. They can't escape. The only way to get out of this stuff is you have to exercise yourself. And, you know, a lot of you people that are subjected to smoking so much and you can't find it difficult to quit, it's because you're not treating your body as a temple or a church of your spirit. And what you're doing is you're susceptible 
to these entities that have already been on your heart chakra and your lung and throat chakra for all these years, 20, 30, 40 years, and they're enjoying the smoking and killing you because they don't care about God or spirit. So obviously, to try and stop it, what you have to do is identify what's happening, accept this process that not only do you have a problem, but that you have a possession. And stop it. You know, have a sacred ceremony and cut those cigarettes in half and toss them in the toilet and say a prayer and go ahead and cut yourself off a plastic straw and start sucking on air instead of nicotine, right? And go ahead and let them know that it's going to stop. And they'll leave and sanctify your life and your body over and over again with prayers. Ask for the admission to the God force or Christ force or whatever into your life to protect you. You know, this is something you must practice. There's a war going on on this planet. Let me tell you something. There's a war going on in this planet between light and dark and good and evil, and we are all involved. And if you don't recognize it, you're going to get sucked in. This addictive behavior is what happens. People die of alcoholism, and they don't go into the light, and they go ahead and attach themselves to some poor, senseless person. You get seven or eight or nine or ten alcoholic entities on you, and it's real tough not to want to drink all the time. It's like they're sitting there in your mind going, let's get a drink, let's get drunk. You want a drink? Want a drink? They're talking through you, talking to you. Let's go out and have a drink, honey. You want to have a drink? Let's have a drink. Before we have sex, want to have a drink? What do you think? This is not you talking. No wonder people, when they get super drunk, they're like in the exorcist. You ever notice a behavioral change when someone's drunk out of their mind? What? It's because there's all kinds of different entities coming through these people. I hate to say this. Maybe I enjoy saying it. But I think I'm proud of the fact, did you know that Farley Mallorys was a famous exorcist? Many times in my past lives, psychics have told me that, I feel that. And this show is an exorcism show to help you pull out of it. There's no way I can pull you out of it. You have to do it yourself. You have to go ahead and do it yourself and sanctify your body and your life and create a sacred presence for the soul in your body and remove all this negative stuff. I mean, you don't like I say, you don't have to. If you're happy to have your friends, maybe you're lonely and you want to have these entities around with you. So what happens is other things, you know, there are other mild forms of possession, like drugs, alcohol, and cigarette entities are really powerful because we know those items kill and that there are a lot of people that have died from heart attacks. And by the way, I don't want to scare you, but if you have a drug or an alcohol or cigarette entity in your body, one or more, who has died of a heart attack, their heart chakra is also there and it can manifest ill heart problems in yourself. You can also kind of create a situation that prevents you from discharging the pain and learning how to cry or learning how to laugh. So, you know, a lot of this stuff, it can be dangerous to your health, especially these people, these AIDS entities. Thousands of them have died now, and if they haven't gotten spiritual before death, then they're still trapped in this intravenous, uh, violent sexual behavior with the blood transference that goes on, and, and they will encourage our innocence, people that don't know about this, to use needles or to have violent sex. You will behaviors, promiscuity that just, once again, is a blasphemous on the temple of the soul. But there are people out there who will have sex with thousands of people. Thousands of people will have sex with you. You know, there's people out there that will treat their body like it's a piece of meat. They'll just beat it against the wall. Boom, 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 boom. Then they'll come down with AIDS and they'll go like, well, I was horny, you know. You and how many entities that are in your body is the question. Now, there's some astrological factors. This is a little extended topic today, but i got to get through this. The astrological factors that lead to addiction and possession... Frankly, if you have Pisces planets, 12th house planets, or Neptune in your chart, any of those under affliction, squares or oppositions, then you are a sensitive, vulnerable person subject to depression and possession because you would be more susceptible to using drugs and alcohol with Pisces planets, 12th house planets, and afflicted Neptune that just so happens to also be the aspect for higher spiritual beings. So sometimes higher spirit beings have to go through this possession to get through to the light. And I admit I've been there. I have been there. I was a hippie. 
And we played around with this stuff, you know. And I'll tell you, I, I went through this exorcism myself. So I'm speaking from the heart. You have Gemini planets? I smoked. I got Uranus and Gemini. Hey, you got an afflicted Mercury. I got moon square Mercury. I smoked. I haven't smoked a cigarette in about seven, eight years now. Gemini planets, afflicted Mercury, our third house planets also afflicted, will be people subject to cigarette possession, entity possession by cigarette demons, cigarette beings. Any stress, a squares and oppositions in your chart that creates stress that makes you competitive or dominant or manipulative, where you forget the spirit and you get obsessed by the material, that opens your chakras up also to negative entity interference. Overworking, putting in obsession, stress on career and work, and once again, forgetting the spirit. Abundance of Virgo, Capricorn, and Taurus planets can blow you away from the spirit. Childhood factors, Aries planets, first house planets, and the chart ruler under affliction can show vulnerability or lack of faith, truth, and hope when a child and open you up to possession early in life. Scorpio planets, afflicted Pluto, or afflicted eighth house planets could be a person that holds things in, afraid to talk about things in their life, and therefore cover things up and shut your chakras down, also open yourself up to interference or escapist behavior. Cancer planets or an afflicted moon or fourth house planets will not be able to let go of the old things. We can be obsessed or possessed by an entity that has karma with someone that we think we love. And we can't let go of them because we have this entity in us that won't let us let go of them. Have you ever been in a love affair where you can't process the relationship because something is keeping you from doing that? It's the same thing as being addicted to pot or alcohol or cigarettes. You're addicted to the lust and the karma of this relationship. That's right, but it's heavy, isn't it? These are some of the astrological facts. Now, how do you protect the temple of your soul? Here's the answers right here for you. Maybe everyone has their own way. This is how I do it. A, identify, understand, and respect the fact that your body is the temple of God, the church of God, the temple of the soul, and treat it as such. Let's form some logical rules here. That's why prayer and meditation and identification of the spirit as top priority in your life is absolutely necessary to protect yourself from negative interference. Everyone I know and love walks around in white snowballs of white light of God's love. It's a citadel of protection, a monolith. You think somebody smoking a joint is thinking about their snowball of white light of God's love? They're sitting there listening to the show right now going, Yeah, Farley, we really love your show, all ten of us. You know? <laughs> I'm not smoking. Number B, love and nurture your body and face just the way you are without feeling guilt, worry, or insecurity. C, if you do recognize that you may be one of those people affected by a negative entity or two or more, then it is your job to exercise yourself from the negative influences which may be symptomized by addictive behavior that will attract discarnate entities such as drugs, alcohol, cigarette smoking, pot, and on a lower end, sugar. So that means the only way to do it is to have a sanctified ceremony, a cold turkey ceremony, and make a commitment with the God self and reaffirm this light in your heart and blow it out. It's time to be the Christ self. Go for it. You know, be spiritual. You got to use your willpower. You got to protect it. Protect yourself on a constant basis, reaffirming and manifesting the everlasting white light of God's love. That's D. E, meditate and pray every day on a regular basis. I pray each and every day. I envision all my chakras clear and clean, and I see my aura beaming white light, and I see myself alone in the light of God's love as the messianic self, with no other interference, and I also recognize anything at all that would lean towards addictive behavior, even lust and sex, which is also addictive behavior, right? <laughs> I'm not going to admit I had that, but maybe I did, is a symptom to a possible interference or possession. 
So F is identify new symptoms of addictive behavior that could reveal entity interference and process it. And also G, I didn't include this before, but sexual behavior, lust, promiscuity, and nymphomania are also symptoms of addictive behavior and possible entity interference. People that are too much into sex, obsessed with sex, and far away from God. So that what they do is they get in your bodies and they say, let's go out and get some, let's get some, let's go for it, go every day. You know, you got these people that are overdosed with sex. And people with Scorpio planets are subjected to that. H, remember the only person that can affect your life to change it. That's why the mistake we make is we try to change other people. How the heck are you supposed to change a drug addict, alcoholic, cigarette smoker with 18 entities if they don't want to do it? No way! I've seen the exorcist. You know, there's these guys, these priests out there talking to Blair Wright and chanting and throwing holy water and holy oil on it. She's not going to change unless she wants to believe in God and protect herself. Go to Al-Anon if you're worried about somebody you love, and you can give them this tape, perhaps, a copy of this show, but the only person that can change anyone is themselves, positive or negative. I imagine your body is temple of the soul and embrace this symbolism on a constant basis. And J, learn to express your emotions as the body's natural way to discharge, process, channel, and get in touch with wasteful, stressful vibrations such as laughter, tears, shaking, the chills. Don't hide from yourself. Come out and don't let anything else affect you or encourage you to escape and run from your problems because that's how the whole chain starts. Now, a lot of you, are probably sitting out there feeling real greasy. Because frankly, if you have seven or eight or nine discarnate entities attached to your chakras, a lot of you women out there, right, are afraid to have sex on a first date because you don't want to be touched by somebody you don't know. Imagine being attached to eight or nine entities that are psychically raping you on a constant basis. And every time you smoke a cigarette or smoke a joint or snort the Coke or drink the coffee or eat the sugar or get drunk, you're being raped. That's right. And then you sit there and go, well, I think I better get to know you. This is our first date, you know, and even though since I was four years old, I've had all these entities that are just tearing at my soul. Heavy topic, huh? Temple of the soul here on the Astrology Hour. What the heck, right? Go for broke. I'd like to thank you for listening to and supporting the Astrology Hour radio program. Now, I want to thank you. I went over today because this was a very important topic that a lot of people needed to hear. So I'm going to try to get everybody in on the phone, so just be patient. Let's go to Judy's first comment. Hi, Judy. Hi, Farley. When I picked up the phone to call you, I didn't know your comments was going to be so extensive, and you just kind of blew me away. Something I needed to hear. I've been trying to quit smoking. But I also have a friend who's in prison for drugs. And when I'd gotten his chart, I didn't know anything about drugs or... Anyhow, everything you've said has proven so much in his chart. I can't think straight. You've blown my mind away. You see, too many people, like a lot of people, will use fundamentalist faiths to try to pull out of it. But really, the truth is that fundamentalism is okay, in my opinion, on lower levels, no offense to them, but in my opinion, the church of God is us. And the fundamentalist religions will teach that you have to go to church, whereas I believe that you're there. You're here, you know, like we're here. So I think that that really helps reaffirm and protect the spirit, and that's something I think all people need to learn. And I think it's a sacred truth that was kicked out of the Bible or removed from fundamentalist religion that would help restore sanity to this planet. Well, he was a fundamentalist Baptist, very strong Baptist. He's been in prison now for over a year, and I have sent him nothing but metaphysical books. Great. And um, S- Send him a copy of this show. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I also sent him Dick Steffen's book, Lighting the Light Within. Anyhow, between metaphysics and astrology, he's had a death and a rebirth in prison. God bless you. That's very dharmic. i got to go. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's go to Linda now on line two. Libra Virgo Rising. Hi. Hi, Farley. Um, I'd like to know if you could give me the Sabian reading. 
My rising is 2 degrees Virgo. You know what? Isn't that funny? I don't think anyone's even called with the Virgo. Did you like this topic today? Yes, I did. I can identify because I drink coffee. That's my biggest vice. You're going to freak out when you hear what this vibration is. <laughs> a need to experience suffering, a need for detachment, a need to finally rise above life's afflictions. Heavy, huh? Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's go to Olita on line four, a Sag. Hi, Olita. What can we do for you? I just want a general scan. Is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I I uh, tuned in like two weeks ago or something. Is it over your head? Is it over? No. You're into it then, huh? I'm into it. I listen to the channel all the time. Mm-hmm. Very good. We do need you to get yourself a chart so you can have a rising sign. But I do think uh, overall, I don't know, it depends. Are you pessimistic about things? Um, do you get down on yourself or on your possibilities, or you get into like a failure syndrome some, sometimes? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you going through that now? Just broke up with my boyfriend. I just got back together with him. Oh, you just got back together again. So you're in a roller coaster with your boyfriend then. Being <laughs> <laughs> like that. Well, basically, uh, you have a lot of different energies in your chart because even though you are a Sag. It looks like you have Aries Moon, Mercury and Sag, Venus and Capricorn, Mars and Libra. A major lesson in life is Saturn in Aries, so that would have to do with understanding self or trying to have form a relationship with Olita. With Olita. Yeah, with yourself, right. So being able to look in the mirror and love the person you see and respect the person you see and being able to wake up every day and go to bed every night feeling good about yourself and your life is what your life's mission is all about. I hope that helps you. Okay. Does it? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. You know, all those people with Saturn in Aries. Let's go to Michelle, the Capricorn Sag rising. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? The topic today was wonderful. Thank you. And I have to tell you, Farley, that originally through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous is where I first got contact with the spirit again. Well, you, it led me into metaphysics. It's not an accident that that's the way the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous are just like exorcism. As far yeah, as I can yeah. see, it's like somebody knew. You know, and without just coming out and saying you're possessed, they teach people in the program how to exercise these entities and protect themselves yes, with spirit. They need help from God, you know, which most people that are alcoholics haven't asked for for years. <laughs> well, obviously there's a reason for that because they have these entities inside of them that don't believe in God or don't understand it or don't accept it. Even though they've died, right, and gone into another life experience, they still don't understand the process. They don't understand the program. I'm glad you called. And also, another thing, yeah. I'm having a, my Venus is at zero degrees Capricorn. Wow. So it is in opposition. Well, you're under a little attack here, huh? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's enough to drive you to drink almost. No, 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 no. Good, good, good. <laughs> I would think that it's, it's a very important time in your life. Venus, oppose your Venus, and then Uranus on it uh, would show a drastic change in values. Yes. And also I- impulsive shopping, so be careful because wow. bills may be coming out of left field here. Okay. Also, Jupiter is square your Venus, so some obsession dealing with unrequited love situation is also possible. Like a no win or no way, actually a good time for you to be, I think, unto yourself, honorable and and respectful and priority unto yourself more than anyone else. It's like, if you want to be in a relationship with me, buddy, then it's going to be as a footnote, because I'm important right now. i got some things i got to do. You put too much power into the other person, and you're going to get anchored by it. Exactly. Fortunately, I have one of those kind of relationships, a good one, where we All right. both have our feet down. <laughs> cool. God bless you. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Gosh, I, I get really innocent about this, but 
if I could count the times, how many times people have said, I love you to me. I mean, how many times have people said, I love you to you in your life? Yeah. Yeah, this is like somebody giving you a gift. It's like, you want to give me a car? You want to give me a plane? Tell me you love me. <laughs> you know, this is stuff that's good. I hate it when people tell other people they love them, and then the receiver will go, no, you don't, or I don't. How can you not accept a vibe like that? This is like God affirming your truth and your spirit. I love that. Let's go to Ruth, a Gemini with Taurus rising. Hi, Ruth. Good afternoon, Farley. You know what? I love you, too. Oh, God. I'm going to start writing these down here. <laughs> I mean, sincerely. And, I, you know, when you came on today, you said you weren't quite awake. Well, my dear. You must have been channeling, and you gave a great lesson. Uh-huh. I loved it. I listened. What do you think would happen if somebody was dying in the hospital, and a thousand people got in line, and one by one they came up and told the person they loved them and hugged them? They'd live forever. They might get a healing from that. <laughs> you know, I mean, if I was laying there dying in the hospital, all these people say, oh, Farley, I love you, and they gave you all that love. It's like, how could you not beam from that, you know? Oh, I get a lot of love from my friends, and it's wonderful. That's and great. Family. It's great. Farley, I'm interested, and you've been talking about the risings, and I have Taurus rising, and I have my astroscope in front of me. I can't tell what degree my Taurus is rising, and if I find it, what it would mean. Okay, let's look to the far left of your wheel. Yeah, I've got Taurus, and it says 23 above it and 52 below it. Okay, so it's the 23 degree, 23, right? Uh Uh-huh. 23 degrees of Taurus, and the 52nd minute of that 22nd degree, one of the 23rd degree. Oh, okay. Okay, so 23 degrees Taurus, the vibration of that degree or what your God self is involved in now is an acquiring of Mm self-worth, a knowledge of the destination of the soul, not just your soul, but part of your life's mission is to know what the destination of the soul is, so this topic would be important to you. Oh, it was wonderful. And a groping for courage to keep it constant and to disallow vacillation in your life or anyone's life. Ah. That's you, kid. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Fran on line seven. All right, Fran. She is the Cancer Gemini rising. Hey. Hi, Farley. I'm so happy I got in. Did you ever smoke? Yes. Yeah, that Gemini risings, boy. They get those cigarette demons going, I'll tell you. Well, I just want to say I really enjoyed the topic, and I think it's something that a lot of people needed to hear. I learned really early that if you don't love yourself, you can't expect anyone else to. I think this show is going to be a greatest hit. It'll probably rebroadcast one day. Uh Uh-huh. I wanted to ask if you could give me a general scan. So you want a general scan? Uh Uh-huh. Something's going on here financially for you. I think, have you gotten some employment down yet? Well, I got something that, you know, after I spoke to you the last time, I got a job the next day, but it turned out not to be for me. Mm -hmm. Well, you are shown imminent employment on approach almost immediate like this week or next. That's something really that's imminent for you. And uh, now see, now you have the Virgo factor in your chart, and worrying and analyzing can also open you up to worry-analyzing entities. Like what we do is, it's not just addictive behavior as far as consumption, but it's addictive behavior as far as behavior, which means if you get too Virgo and too worried and analyze things too much, then you'll also attract these negative entities that love that kind of behavior and they will help manifest even more worrying and negative analyzation, as you know, that pumped into your aura will bring about negative manifestation in your life. So that's why whenever you catch yourself worrying, use a behavioral modification and go into a positive mantra affirmation of some kind. Try to cut off that worrying and get rid of that entity. Does that help? That helps. I love you. I love you too, Farley. Thank oh, boy, you. I'm getting all this good stuff today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Boy, I'm basking in this glow here. Okay, we'll see you real soon weekdays on KFOX 93.5 FM at 12 noon. Have a nice day, and I love you. Bye.